0: Do you have trouble achieving sexual satisfaction? It's probably because you listen to the role-playing hour.
1: Hmm. 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 Hmm I can see. Any idea where you caught the bug from?
2: Well. Oh, look! That koala came down from the tree because he is so thirsty. Here, little koala, I can give you a drink. Here, look! I have a water bottle. Come on, come closer. That's it. Oh, you cute little thing! Here, drink from my water bottle. Ah, oh, you're so brave. Let me take your hand. Oh, you cute little koala. Look at you. You are so soft. You are the cutest thing ever. You want some more to drink? Here. You're like a walking teddy bear. Oh, you are so adorable. I love to pat you. Oh, yes. Oh, you are. Oh, you are putting your nose against mine. I am getting a koala kiss. Oh, my God. This is the most amazing thing ever. The next day, I felt a little off. Now I'm pretty bad.
1: Jeez, no wonder you got sick. Kissing a koala.
2: I... (coughs) I... Regret nothing.
1: But you're so pale. You're wrapped up in blankets, all these tissues, and you're sweaty. You must be running a huge fever.
2: I'll do it all again, <coughs> in a heartbeat.
1: Koalas are basically big, hairy sacks of mucus and disease. You're Australian. You should know that.
2: Jim, can you be my nurse? Hmm.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: Why not the disembodied alien intelligence? He's all-seeing, all-knowing. Wouldn't he be better?
2: He said he wanted to catch up on his shows.
1: Really? He's omnipotent. Couldn't he, like, absorb the information in a nanosecond or watch all his shows at light speed?
2: Yes, but he wanted to experience them <coughs> more, <coughs> more, <coughs> more intensely like that. He said that every story anyone could imagine actually exists somewhere out there in a multiverse of infinite possibility. So we travelled physically to the universe of the real housewives of New Jersey to experience them in their
1: <coughs> natural state. Do You mean there are dimensions out there in which reality shows are actually real? Apparently. We think we understand the universe and then it just becomes even stranger.
2: But Jim... Could you be my nurse? I'm sure I'll be better in a few days. It will be a short job. Just bring me some cup of soups from time to time. Fill up my hot water bottle. Hand me some tissues and medicine. Check on me every now and again.
1: Uh, that sounds like a lot of effort.
2: Jim, remember when you dropped your beard straightening iron in the bath and electrocuted yourself and your heart stopped and I resuscitated you using my first aid training? You owe me.
1: Yeah, but you couldn't save the beard straightener. It was totally burned out. And when I came back to life, my beard was so frizzy. Jim! Fine, fine. Okay, I'll be your nurse.
2: Great. It won't take up all your time. It's just... <coughs> <coughs> I'm not sure I've ever been this sick before. And I'm a little worried.
3: <laughs> wom wom. Ah, Teresa. What crazy thing will you do next?
2: Gordon, I'm so sick. Can you help me?
3: Not right now. I'm using all my powers to passively scan for the location of the universe of The Real Housewives of Vancouver. It must be out there somewhere. As soon as I pinpoint its extra-dimensional d-brain, I shall travel thither.
1: Is that really important? Wouldn't you rather look after Wendy instead of me?
3: Quiet, James. This is the most important and emotional journey on which I have ever been. I thought nothing could beat my tour to the various top model dimensions, including top model Planet of the Apes. Apparently they did not televise that one here, but this trip! This has outdone my previous televisual interdimensional odyssey already.
0: Hey, what are we all doing? Why are you a crowd around Wendy?
1: Why are you paying attention to Wendy? She has the koala pox. Oh, well, um, I'm sick too, I am. You're not sick, DM. At least you're not suffering from any sudden sickness that is abnormal for you. No, oh, I am. I am. I'm sick. So you should all pay attention to me. Wendy's a
0: bit
3: sick, but I'm really sick. I'm sicker. Hmm? Hmm? Hmm. So forget her. Pay attention to me. Right. Wom wom. I have scanned your bodily enclaves and discovered that you are no more weak and flaccid than usual. In fact, your worm population is positively thriving by your standards. You are a bastion of health.
0: No, look. My sickness is failure. here we go again. No, hear me out. My age, I should have achieved something, right? I should have improved. I should be successful. And I am, in some ways. I mean... I am a captain of industry. I don't think you know what captain of industry means. I work at the chick-sexing plant. That is a part of an industry,
1: the agricultural industry. Yeah, but you're not a captain. You're more like a deckhand of industry, swabbing the decks of industry. Fine, but that was just a
0: tangent anyway. My point is, I'm a failure at everything I do. Doesn't that strike you as strange? Most people are successful at something, but me? Social situation's always awful. I can only even engage with people if I drink, and if I drink, then I just become a mess of needs and confessions, and everybody hates me more. Love! (laughs) Well, scratch that one off. Work! We established what happened there. But what was my big passion? What did I really want? What did I slave away at all this time? I wanted to be a writer. Even when I went to uni and wrote my thesis on Dostoevsky's
1: use of prostitutes. Right, your thesis that initially passed but which got overturned and failed after the alien went back in time and wrote a thesis covering the same ground but better.
3: Sorry, but also not sorry because my thesis was great and on letters from the bank they have to call me Doctor.
0: Yes, the thesis that failed. (laughs) But I wrote about Dostoevsky because he's my favourite writer. Because of my passion for writing. And though I wrote even as a kid, it's really been about 17 years that I've been writing almost every day. I've studied. I've tried. At university, I had the best opportunities. I surrounded myself with the smartest people. I got grants. I was mentored by experts who recognized the world over. Basically, I was as lucky as anyone could be. Even, you know, pursuing a creative path well into my 30s. How lucky is that? How many people get to do that? Wait. (coughs)
2: <coughs> You're in your 30s, but last birthday I embroidered on the underside of your toupee I bought you. Life begins at 60. How embarrassing.
1: So, what do you want, DM? Should we throw a parade for you just because you showed up? You can be so immature sometimes.
0: No, not a parade, Jim. <clears throat> that's not what I'm saying. <sighs> you assume that, and that's so condescending. It says more about how you see other people than anything about me. I'm not immature. Okay, I don't want to parade, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is you Jim, Mm -hmm. I'm not narcissistic, now pay attention to me and no one else, okay, I'm doing some self-interested complaining here. What I'm saying is, though there is no reason in an objective sense to think you should get better at something after 17 years of constant practice, though you could never say that you should get better because there is no should and the universe doesn't care, it's only human to be frustrated. When you don't get any better, when you hit a wall of your own limitations. You just feel like, well, if someone had told me 17 years ago that I'd never improve, I could have at least put my energy into something else. But of course, I never wanted anything else. (laughs) I get up and I write, what else would I do with my days? Well, wanking. But anyway, what else would I do with my days? But, you know, imagine you were trying to learn how to touch type for 17 years. You had some of the best teachers. You were passionate about it, you genuinely tried, you worked harder at it than anyone you knew! Wouldn't you be frustrated if you didn't get any better? If you just completely failed? Of course there's no
1: reason why you shouldn't fail, but isn't it human to be annoyed? So what are you arguing that it's human to be annoyed? I'm not sure what you're arguing here, it's like you keep changing your argument. Do you just want to have a wine? I'm not expecting parades! This is you, Jim.
0: I'm not expecting parades. I'm not expecting fame. Or even to be publishable. I just wanted to reach the point where I could write something and one other human being or gaseous alien would enjoy it without irony. I can't even write anything that anyone alive has ever read past the first page. Doesn't that level of failure seem a little extreme? How do I overcome this? Can I get better? And if I can't, how do I internalize failure, accept it, make it a part of myself, stay calm and happy after all that, think of my failure without shame, and move on. And what do I live for? What do I replace that passion and that dream with? That was what made me get up every day. My only long-term goal, write something decent. Is it just that my own internal checks of what is decent are completely wrong? I'm always slaving away to try and make my work as good as it can be, but the only standards I can check against are my own. And I can only measure what I do against the measures I've been taught, and the greats I admire and appreciate, and
1: whose techniques I've learned to analyse. So? Everyone fails, every day. Almost everyone's dreams wither on the vine. Look at the sad eyes as you walk down the street. Too many people have been told they can do anything. Most can't do much of anything. That's life. If your dream had been to be a model, you would have failed too. whoop de doo
3: And yet, if your dream had been to be a chick sexer at a factory that sells stock to battery hen farms, eh? Eh? Perhaps you should just have aimed lower.
0: Mm, I'm only a casual there. And after I caused a workplace accident, they won't even let me sex anymore. I just pass the chickens to the sexer. On my paysluts, my position is listed as Junior assistant on the sexing floor with class 5 insurance for handling live poultry. My dream would still have been frustrated. Oh. Does anyone fail quite so much? I was born with two arms and two legs in one of the richest countries in the world. I was already so, so lucky. I've had more opportunities than most people I know. All from dumb luck. I work hard to try to perfect the skill I love. I've been more fortunate than most. I've done the work and the end result. Failure. Failure, so ordinary and pedestrian that it's boring. All this luck and what did I do with it? I wasted it all, not through laziness. I tried, I labored, but it was wasted nonetheless. Due to my own limitations, because I am a failure.
2: (coughs) 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 Oh, Jim, can you bring me some green tea? I'm feeling so sick.
0: No, 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 no. Bring me the green tea. I'm sick. See, I'm sicker. I'm a sicker. I'm sicker. I'm sickest. Pay attention to meat (gasps) weight. Maybe I should go to a doctor. Maybe there's a medical reason for my failure.
1: There already is, DM. Remember, you have crap aids. Jim, I got a second opinion on that, and
0: my naturopath claimed those doctors are wrong and that I don't have crap aids after all. It was just that my waters remembered from 300 years ago when they were in a guy with crap aids? (laughs) I'm fine.
3: Oh, there it is. The real housewives of Vancouver Dimension. I have found it. Except Jody is the Prime Minister of Canada. Are they ahead of us? Could this be a future episode? I must go see! Wum-wum! Wom!
2: He does know that show is cancelled, right?
1: He was probably too busy passively scanning dimensions to notice.
0: I'm going to the doctor to see
1: if there is a medical reason for my failure. The doctor just left for the Real Housewives dimension. You know, the doctor who stole your thesis idea and did it better in the past.
3: Screw you, Jim! This is Jewel State, and I hate the role-playing hour because I caught them with a complete Firefly DVD box set betwixt their nethers. Not shiny, guys. Not shiny at all. This is John Leeson. And I hate the role-playing hour because if there's a bit of gaffer tape on the floor, it gets stuck. And then the guy with the remote control has to go in and push it. And when it gets too close to the cameras, they go fuzzy. And one time, one time, you know, it stopped moving completely and smoke started coming out. Look, there must be an easier way of entertaining people,
1: really.
2: Uh, (coughs) Sorry, sick. Oh, thanks for being my nurse, Jim.
1: Yeah, it's a... Pretty exciting.
2: I hope it's not too bad for you.
1: No, no, it's great. (coughs) Let's try watching some TV to pass the time. Usually some interesting documentaries on around this time. Once we thought that early Homo sapiens killed all the Neanderthals,
0: but recently we have learned that Neanderthals and Homo sapiens actually interbred.
3: Uh? Uh.
0: This may have come about through Neanderthals courting Homo sapien women, or perhaps through intertribal trading of suitable breeding partners. Uh, uh-huh, uh. Uh. Or interbreeding may have occurred due to the use of more sinister methods, such as by Homo sapiens pretending to be agents for fake Paleolithic modelling
1: agencies. So, uh, darling, I'd like you to pose for me.
2: Oh, like this?
1: That's it, but could you show a little more shoulder? Just drape that bear skin a little lower down your arm.
2: Okay, is this good?
1: Great. Give me your modelling face. Make me think someone wants to draw you as a stick figure chasing a bison on a cave wall.
2: Like this?
1: Beautiful, Neanderthal darling, Beautiful. Now, could you just take that bearskin top off? But... Be snappy about it, darling.
2: I'm not sure if I should...
1: All the models do it. It's quite normal. Haven't you seen topless fertility icons? I guess. That's it, darling. Let me see those lovely little perky Neanderthal breasts of yours. Now, just slide down the saber-toothed tiger-skin skirt.
2: But... I don't know. This feels weird... I should call my mother.
1: Who's the model? You or your mother?
2: But I'm not sure if I'm comfortable. Come on,
1: darling. If you wasted time like this when someone was making a real totem of you, you'd be fired on the spot. Okay. Now put my dick in your mouth. Yeah, uh, this is boring. I, uh... Wendy? Are you asleep, Wendy? No. Wendy? Oh, damn it. Look, uh... I really...
2: Why do you keep looking at me (coughs) and looking at your phone?
1: It's just, there's this party happening right now and I'm kind of invited.
2: Well, I guess it's okay if you go. I just took a bunch of medicine, so I should be alright for a few hours. I mean, I wouldn't want to keep you. Great, bye! Just please come
1: back by 10 to check on me. Sure, sure, back with a hand, got it, bye! (laughs) (coughs)
2: I still don't regret kissing that koala.
3: So, DM, the results of your test are in. Yes,
0: Dr. Opkick, and have you discovered the medical reason for why I'm such a constant failure?
3: Yes, it seems that you are such a constant and useless failure because... Clinically, you have no soul. No soul? Mm. I've checked all my instruments, reviewed all the data, and you definitely lack a soul. You are the only person on Earth without one. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, quite a breakthrough, actually. I'll make my name on this one.
0: Great, great. So, uh, can you medically
3: give me a soul? No, uh, absolutely not. You have to be born with one. You weren't. You congenitally lack a soul. Wow. Mm, On the bright side, if you believe in a religion, you can sin all you like while alive because your soul certainly isn't going anywhere.
0: Oh, do you think religion is real then?
3: No, of course not.
0: This all sounds a little metaphysical to me. I'd best ask advice from someone who is literally metaphysical. Gordon! 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 Whatever dimension you're in, can you hear me? I need some advice!
3: Wum Yes, DM. Do you know that in the real Housewives of Orange County universe, Orange County won World War II. Fascinating.
0: That is really interesting, Alien. Listen, the Doctor tells me I don't have a soul? What is a soul? Do souls
3: exist? Not technically, but the word soul is a useful shorthand way of describing what is unique about a personality and summing up a human being's internal world and inner characteristics. The word soul really refers to the untouchable something that makes someone special, the thing that makes them Human. In reality, a human being's needs and wants and urges and neuroses all combine in complex ways that no one can unravel, and they create something truly interesting and wonderful. That is a soul. And I don't have that? No, DM. I suppose your wants and needs and urges and neuroses are all too transparent and uninteresting. You... Are more like an animal than a human in that way. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Uh, Animals have souls. Have you ever seen a kitten? Very well. You are more like a plant than DM. I have a Venus flytrap, and I swear it has a personality. Very well. You are more like a lower order plant, like a moss or fungus.
0: Oh, so... That's why I could never do something special or creative, because I'm not actually human, in the technical sense. That's why I can't touch those soaring truths of the human condition.
3: Exactly. But there must be something I could do, some treatment I can undertake. No, Mm, no, 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 no. you're just too limited, DM. That wonderful intangible thing that makes other people special, that's just not there in you. Hmm. See, I know exactly why you did that. I know exactly why you said, hmm, you are so transparent. Nothing unfathomable about you at all. Nothing transcendent. You really are missing a soul. Yes, I always thought so. Oh, hello. I'm uh, Dr. Opkick, by the way. Gordon! (laughs) Would you like to go get a coffee later? Maybe some dinner? A movie? I've always had a soft spot for extra dimensional clouds of extraterrestrial genius. Why? Certainly! You can pick me up at 10!
0: Guys, can you stop flirting? I've just been delivered some rough news here.
3: Hmm? Oh, uh, your feelings don't count. You don't have a soul. Exactly! You're like a side of beef.
1: This is Lance Hendrickson, and I hate the role playing hour because, ah, they're chewing off my face.
2: This is Patricia Quinn. And I hate role-playing R because I was nice and I asked for nothing, and those bastards gave me nothing in abundance. Jim, <coughs> Jim, it's past ten and you're not back. In fact, it's nearly midnight. Oh, I'm so hot and sweaty. Oh, I think I have a fever. I feel like Wait. No. (coughs) Uh, I'm as big as the world. And I have this skin. How did I not notice before? And, oh, the woman on that magazine just winked at me. I'm not sick ridiculously high fever. I know the truth now. I am seeing the world as it truly is for the first time. I can stand up on the couch on my 15 legs.
1: some baraka. Hey, Wendy! What are you doing? Why are you lying all crumpled, face down on the floor with bits of broken coffee table all around you? Aw, and your butt is stuck up in the air, and your pyjamas are pink with pictures of bunnies, and they have a butt flap with buttons. How cute. You were light, Jim? No, I was only... Man. Two days? That was a long party. Oh, but wow, you should have seen the things I did shots off of... But I got some stories. And I got so drunk that, hey, why don't you get up, Wendy? That looks uncomfortable.
2: I'm too, <coughs> too sick to move, Jim. I've got so feverish. I became delirious. I fell off the table. You said you were going to be my nurse. You weren't here for me.
1: Aw, here we go. Let me just help you up. And back on the couch. There we go. Put your blanket on. I'll refill your hot water bottle.
2: I thought I could fly, Jim. What if I had jumped out the window and I was lying there cold on the floor? I might have had pneumonia.
1: Wasn't the DM here? Why didn't he help you up?
2: He didn't even notice. He thought I was the coffee table. He rested his cup of tea in my butt flap as he read the morning paper.
1: Ouch. <laughs> hey, guys. DM, you won't believe the party I just went to. Soap. I found
0: out I have no soul. Yeah, I could have told you that. No, really. I mean, there is something special about everyone on the planet except me. I lack what it means to be human.
1: Again, I could have told you that.
0: So I, uh, tried looking for a cure. No dice. There are
1: plenty of ways to lose a soul, apparently, but no ways to gain one. You could try giving to charity, maybe. Your heart of ice could melt with Christmas cheer at the sight of a gormless orphan. It's not that simple. If I acted that way, those would just be, you know, the actions of someone
0: going through the motions, not a complex and interesting human spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm like a robot. If you were my robot, I'd take you back to the shop and ask for a refund. sorry
2: did you try to heat my hot water bottle up in the microwave i'm sorry jim
0: it seems there's no way to gain a soul after you were born
1: uh-huh
2: jim
1: do you want me to scoop the hot water up and i could just drip it on you
2: it's not the same
1: Womwom, wom. Jeez,
3: geez i just escaped the dimension of the real housewives of the post-apocalyptic cannibalistic roller derby that was a close one Now I'll never be able to hear the sounds of polyurethane wheels on concrete without feeling a chill down my spherical, plasmatic corona.
2: Gordon, can you be my nurse?
3: Alien, can you make me a soul? I really want to be as special as everyone else. I can do neither of these things. The latter is impossible, and the former is tedious. Somewhere out there in the multiverse are the real housewives of Melbourne, and I must find them. Intergalactic voyagers have sworn to me that they do not exist, But I cannot believe that. I must have hope.
1: Is it really worth your time, though?
3: They told me that the real housewives of Athens did not exist. Oh, yes. They had their scientific proof. But I found the real housewives of Athens dancing on the head of an atom in a universe dominated by an empire of sentient carrots. And the atom was in a speck of mold on a Tupperware container and the housewives antics though subatonic and thus invisible to the naked eye prove no less thrilling and controversial you can reduce the housewives but you cannot reduce the amount of entertainment they provide
2: have you noticed <coughs> uh- a lot of the houses in our area have those Buddhist prayer flags hanging from them lately.
1: Oh, those multicoloured ones? Yeah, I think people get them because those flags are supposed to drive away evil spirits or something. You know, it's supposed to protect the house.
2: Wow. I wonder if that works. Nah. Roland, I didn't know you were sleeping cold up behind our TV.
3: Yeah, mate. It's warm back there. How long
2: have you been here?
0: A few weeks. I come out nocturnally to do me natural behaviours and that. The other night I rolled a couple of joints on your butt flap.
2: Ah, that was you.
0: Anyway, those flags don't offer no protection. I should know, because I specifically target them houses when I'm robbing shit, because they almost always have mully in them.
1: There you go. Word from the wise.
0: Buddhist prayer flags and mully, mate. They go together like... Rolly papers and. Mully. <sighs> or oh, wait, wait, wait! Like bongs! And mully! I found out I have no soul, Roland.
1: What should I do?
3: Well, you could always work at
0: Senilink.
1: Here's some cup of soup, Wendy. Chicken flavour. Chicken soup is good for when you're sick.
2: Thanks, Jim. <sharp inhale> This is cold!
1: Don't blame me, our microwave broke. Maybe listeners will know
0: what I should do with my lack of soul. Listeners, if you found out that you were born without a soul, what would you do? Is there any way of getting a soul later in life? There must be some technique, some treatment, some therapy. Perhaps I can, like, put soul cheese in me and, like, lure a soul into me and then trap it and break its neck. No, I mean, trap it humanely. And waterboard it until its will is broken and it gets Stockholm Syndrome and it doesn't want to leave. Anyway, if you have any better suggestions, then call in now and we'll be right back with you after this musical break. The number to dial is 83135000 or you can write in with your ideas on the Facebook wall. The address for that is facebook.com slash the roleplaying hour, R-O-L-E. You're listening to Jim, Wendy, Gordon, the disembodied alien intelligence and me or it or him or whatever I am, the DM here. On The Role Playing Hour on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM Digital Radio and online. Episodes 1 to 265 can be found on WordPress site at theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com and at least half of the episodes since then can be found at the Radio Adelaide website itself. But right now call in on 83135000 and tell me how you would gain plus one soul if you started with zero souls. I'm sick of not properly being human or interesting in any way. Gosh
3: darn it! This is Adrian Edmondson from The Bad
1: Shepherds. I hate The role playing Hour. What ridiculous voices. And this is Cornemic, Emick, and I hate the role-playing hour because they're too lowbrow. For real comedy,
0: look for my web series, Starving. You may particularly enjoy the episode where David Faustino and I kill Gilbert Godfrey's retarded son. So, here we are back again. Now, uh, no one's called in, and as far as we can tell, no one has written the uh, Facebook wall. Do any of you guys have any ideas how someone might gain a soul if they don't have one? Any
3: no, years of oppression or something like that. Years Ooh. of oppression develop a soul in you.
0: Oh, you yeah, need to be like taken in as
3: a slave. Like, yes. I think that would do it. Probably slavery. Yeah. yeah.
0: Does anyone want to enslave me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. no I, oh, I just sold my cotton plantation. Mm. Oh man. Thank you, doctor. Mm, I
2: don't know. Maybe rituals, like possession-wise, but instead of you going in their body, you're taking their soul. I mean,
0: mm, if I got possessed, yeah, that would work.
2: Oh yeah. Or you can get possessed so that you find... have a soul.
0: What's someone who Just possesses do- someone?
1: Can you possess someone without a soul? Um, I don't know. True. Anyway, okay.
0: Well, we're getting nowhere with that then. We might... Uh, we, there was a very good subscriber prize last month. They're backing up with another pretty good one, I have to say. Mm. This month, a subscriber will go into the draw to win $600 to spend at... SA's home of live music, the Governor Hindmarsh Hotel. <laughs> That's 400 for concerts and 200 for meals. Most of the good bands seem to stop there, unless they're, like, really, really huge and they have to go to the entertainment centre. But it's Adelaide who who actually does that. But, yeah, that's a pretty good prize. So you could win that. One subscriber this month will win that. To subscribe, $75 standard, $40 concession. Just dial eight three one three five thousand during business hours uh, to subscribe. Or Google Radio Adelaide. And um, they'll probably tell you to dial that during business hours anyway. If you want to mention us when you do that, that'd be great. The role-playing hour. We could... Send out, uh, what was our prize? A hand-drawn picture of the Legion of s- role-playing our super pets with yeah. the lipstick kisses from all of us. Yeah. Not the pets. No. No. So that's, uh, but you also get a magazine sent out to you so you can keep up to date with everything. If you want to keep up to date with everything. It's, <clears throat> it's a colour magazine. It's all colour. So we have... I think we've established very, there really isn't any way of getting a soul back. Anything else that you'd like to discuss? That party, you had some stories about that party, Jim. You wanted to tell us the stories earlier and we cut <laughs> you off.
1: Um, I don't know if they're really appropriate for, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know, someone without a soul. Yes. That's too bad. How are you feeling, Wendy?
0: Still a bit
2: sick? Mm, I so, feel pretty bad. <gasps> and you need a, you owe me a microwave.
0: Mm. Oh, well. pretty sure it was my microwave anyway. I ah! wonder how the alien is going off in his journey. Who knows?
3: He's probably going. Going how? Going.
0: Just tell me how you think he is.
1: My name is Freddie Williams II, and I hate the role-playing hour because they turned me into a juvenile delinquent. This is
3: John Reese Davis. I hate the role-playing hour because they tossed a dwarf.
0: Look at all these people going by with their souls. How do they feel? They don't know how lucky they are. He's got a soul. She's got a soul. She's got a soul? Look at her. Bet she's got a nice soul. I'd love to take her soul and explore the farthest reaches of its indefinable humanity. No, DM, stop objectifying that poor lady's soul. Hey, look, it's Dr. Opkick.
3: Hey, doctor, hey, Uh, hey, uh, doctor, hey. hey, hey. Approaching me suddenly and slightly aggressively while I'm on my day off and in public and in civilian clothes. That's nice.
0: Doctor, I just wanted some more advice. You know, being without a soul, being doomed to failure and to never being special, to never being as interesting or worthwhile as anyone else.
3: What should I do exactly? Uh, Well, think of it this way. By not having a soul, you are almost exactly the same as a dead person.
0: Say again. Mm,
3: You have the same value as a dead person. Dead people don't have souls, and when people die, we are sad, but we move on. We forget about them. That's the important step. Move on.
0: Wait, move on from... what, move on from me?
3: Yes, because you're not interesting. You don't have a soul. Just forget about yourself. It's easier that way. That's what we do with dead people. Uh, was that advice helpful? Yeah, great. Thanks. Mm. You're like a body in a grave on a 50-year lease. You're just taking up space for now. But We could just as easily throw you in that uh, place, uh, wherever it is that they throw corpses after the gravesite leases expire. No one cares. You're simply a thing. Just forget about yourself. It's what you would have wanted. Don't
0: talk about me like I'm not here.
3: But I can do that, you see, because you're like a walking corpse. It's what you would have wanted if you had a soul. Hmm. Hmm. In fact, you kind of look and smell like a walking corpse too. I don't want to be forward, but... Wash your clothes a bit more often and use some deodorant.
0: That's a bit mean.
3: You're talking to me when I'm not a doctor in my office. On my days off, I'm just Opkick. I'm here on the street. This is what you get. Plus, the rules for being nice only apply to people with souls. So, to sum up your
0: advice, basically you're telling me I'm like a corpse people would rather forget about.
3: Yeah. It took you 34 years to work this out. Yes, no soul, that's what it means. Not special or interesting, not unique, limited. Nothing human inside you. The devil does deals with
0: people at Crossroads, trading souls for amazing guitar skills. I wonder if he would trade a soul for a soul. How would that work? I don't know, I'd promise him a soul if he would give me a soul. I'd let him have it after I was done.
3: But what's in it for him? He already has a soul. He'd basically be lending it to you interest-free. The devil is not a lending library. The devil could be a lending library. Not last I heard. I could promise to make the soul even dirtier. So, what, you'd borrow one of his souls and mess it up? Remind me never to let you borrow my lawnmower. No, but the devil likes dirt, right? When it comes to souls, he only wants enough kilometers on the clock that he gets ownership. He's like a, a used car dealer. He wants a car that still works. What use does he have for wrecks? Well, actually, I suppose he still likes wrecks. Alright, he's like a used car dealer crossed with a junkyard. But why promise him a wreck in exchange for a Datsun with a sports exhaust he already has? A soul that's just damaged enough for him to claim it is much more of a prize. He can laugh in the face of God with that kind of soul.
0: Does the devil exist? Because if he does, that'd be kind of reassuring,
3: because then the other... Of course not. We're just playing around here.
0: But I met the devil, twice, in 2004, in episodes 17 and 28. Unless that was the alien going back in time and screwing around with me. He does that a lot. Ooh,
3: ooh, I know what you're like, morally. You're like a brain-dead coma patient. A brain-dead coma patient. Mm, I, you know, I use the term devil loosely like I use the term soul. A soul means something unique and human. A soul is something we treasure and protect. We fight for human rights because we recognize that there is something wonderful in every human. Like I said, it's a shorthand, a metaphor. Yes, and that's what you don't have. You're not special, and you never will be. You're only special in terms of the fact That everyone else on Earth is special, and you are different for not being so. You're special in terms of statistics because you are an anomaly, but you have no inherent value. But... So... If you need some token idea to hold onto for your transparent and ordinary narcissism, you can have that. You're special in terms of statistics. Alien, what are you doing here? I'm meeting up for my date. Okay, baby, let's go to the cinema and watch Nymphomaniac. We'll sit right at the back and you can do that thing you do. Okay, tiger. Bye, DM. Bye. Doctors, I guess they're well-educated and probably have a
0: taste for arty Nordic cinema. Well, at least I know why I'm so limited and why I fail at everything all the time. At least I know why there are these internal boundaries I can never move beyond to actually achieve anything. That's something, right? Most people who would be bad at something might never know. But I know that whatever I would try to do, I would always fail. Because I do not have a soul and am not truly human, so why try? Good to know (laughs) that I can save the effort. Still, I have to try, don't I? Otherwise, what is the point? Even if I know 100% that I'm going to fail and there's no chance, I still have to try. I've got to do something with my time while I'm clinically but not spiritually alive. Why even get out of bed otherwise? I have to try.
2: Jim, seriously, my sickness is reaching some critical point. The panado isn't doing anything. I think I may be turning into a koala.
1: You shouldn't have kissed one then.
2: I have truly lived, Jim. I would never, never take that back. That koala's kiss tasted like, <coughs> like life. Anyway, Jim, I really need you to stay and be my nurse tonight. My my temperature is really high and
1: I <laughs> tonight Yeah, I can't tonight. Jim A friend of mine is taking us all out to dinner so he can break up with his boyfriend with backup, and I really want to watch. But, Jim... Don't worry, I'll be right back. Well, we may have drinks after, and my friend will probably want to go dancing. You know what people are like when they're suddenly single again? They go a bit nuts. Jim... (coughs) Anyway, bye!
2: Jim... Jim... I heard that when... People's fevers get really high. Sometimes they have convulsions and their brains die and their organs shut down and. Jim. Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim Through the ceiling, through the flats, above the city, into the clouds. And there, the gates of heaven. And wait, another soul. Hi. Something about you seems familiar. You are a soul too, huh? You look majestic and wonderful and indefinable. And yet, it's like I know you from somewhere.
0: Yes, I was meant to be the DM soul.
2: Really? But when the DM was born, or before he was born, or whenever it was you souls are supposed to enter, you never went in and took your place there inside him?
0: No! Would you? I guess not. I was assigned to that body, but I took one look and thought, no way I'm getting into that!
2: Yeah. It's like a rape van.
0: Yes! The DM's body is like a rape van.
2: The DM's body is like a rape van.
0: But seriously, imagine having to walk around in that body. Imagine having to look at that body in the
3: mirror. I could see right away he was going to be balding and have a paunch. Yeah, God really dropped the ball there. Yolair, one of those real, why does God allow suffering moments? Heaven nearly went to war again for that one. God, how can you fail us? We cried. We thought you were infallible, but look at the DM's body. He has proof that you are fallible and that you have no plan, Yolair.
2: Oh, hey, St. Peter.
3: Hey, in the end, God just said we wouldn't understand. God is so deep. Oh no, God is totally deep, isn't God? The flabby body, the saggy,
0: unappealing skin, the beady, yellowing eyes, (laughs) the smell. (laughs) It's like his part cuttlefish, part cockroach, part hairless rat. No, (laughs) no way I was inflicting that on myself for 34.8 years. So I protested. Passive resistance. They couldn't make me. They tried to send me to limbo. You know, the screaming emptiness, unbaptized babies get sent to for all eternity. (laughs)
3: God really hates unbaptized babies. Yeah, you want to piss God off, show God an unbaptized baby. (laughs) Look out, God screams and jumps up on a chair like a
0: little girl. Anyway, nope, I said, I'm not a baby, was never in there, never had anybody, didn't die, never born, so I just hang out here on this cloud. And every day I look down and I think, man, I'm glad I did not get into that rape van body.
2: Yeah, it'd be pretty bad. I know, look at him. I know, I know, I have to see him every day. It would have been so lonely. But... People are born worse off than the DM. They have diseases and actual deformities. Bits don't work like they're supposed to.
0: Yeah, but the DM's just so boring. There's something so offensively ordinary about him. If they'd put me in that body, there would have been no inspiring tale of overcoming adversity. There would have just been a bunch of people rejecting me for my banal ugliness. And it can't even grow a good beard.
2: Yeah, I get where you're coming from, DM So I think you made the right choice. I support you.
0: Cheers! High five!
2: Well... I'm going to heaven now,
3: see ya! Oh, wait, Wendy, look, uh, look, down there, your body! It has been put into an ambulance. lance! There is hope for you yet, your lad! So, who caught it in again? Uh, some anonymous druggie guy apparently said he was trying to tap out bong resin on her butt flap, and she kept shaking around and convulsing, and all his resin kept falling off.
1: What do you think? Will they be able to do anything for her at the hospital? Yeah, her temperature's already falling, she'll be
3: fine. Her body's probably in shock though, as feverish as she is. She's probably dreaming all sorts of bizarre imaginary shit right now.
1: Yeah, shock will do that, make you imagine all sorts of stuff that isn't real. Just one of those bizarre biological processes.